It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Greetings, Katie. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm doing well. Just coming down from that Ciencio high. The Ciencio high. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, the Easter Bunny high Oh, there's something. that, too. Right. Like, oh, yes, the- Easter. Easter was last week, but most importantly, Ciencio was on the podcast last week. <laughs> Most importantly, did you find Ciencio in your eggs that you found yeah. over the weekend? <laughs> That's going to be some large, life-size eggs. <laughs> well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. And in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, Ciencio, fun mm. chart stats and stories, the Easter Bunny, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be chatting about big chart news from BTS, Sam Smith and Normani, and the Jonas Brothers, along with news about Madonna. Madonna. And Justin Bieber's surprise appearance at Coachella. And now he says all of a sudden he has a new album coming soon. All right, Biebs. Full of surprises. You know, I'm waiting for him. It could be for, for all we know, it could be like a Kanye-Justin collabo. Wait, what? I don't know. I mean, Kanye- it could be. They were both at Coachella on Sunday. Kanye could drop a gospel <laughs> album this week, for yep. all we know. Who knows? You know what? That's not far-fetched at all. No. But yes, continue. <laughs> or maybe that Yandi album will come out. Anyways, <laughs> sidetrack. Plus, we have an interview with I Love McConan. The rapper and singer scored a top 20 Billboard Hot 100 hit back in 2014 with Tuesday. And now he's back on the charts with a surprise hit alongside his late friend Little Peep, I've Been Waiting, which also features Fallout Boy. We sat down with McConan to talk about the making of the track, how it feels good to keep Peep's memory alive, and how McConan has four different album projects in the works. Four, mm-hmm. including one with Peep. So stick around for all that a little bit later. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com podcasts. Let's talk about the charts. Mm. Might be like a theme song, a chart chat theme song. Let's talk about the charts. All right, so first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, BTS scores their third number one album with Map of the Soul, colon, Persona. The set earned 230,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending April 18th, according to Nielsen Music. And that scores the biggest week yet for the Korean boy band. 
Uh, lots of fun facts for you about this album's debut at number one. Make sure to read my story on Billboard.com. Uh, but here is one really cool, fun nugget. BTS has now achieved three number one albums in just under 11 months' time, as Persona follows Love Yourself, Tear, and Love Yourself, Answer. Now, the last group to earn three number ones faster than BTS? Well, that was the Monkees back in 1967, during Monkey Mania back Hmm. in 1967, when they did it in just nine months and three weeks with these three albums, More of the Monkees, Headquarters, and Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones Limited. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that album title. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, we, we, uh, th- they had four number one albums in total. They had The Monkees, more of The Monkees, Headquarters, and then the Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones Limited. But it all mm-hmm. came within like a little over. A, it was just like Monkeys pandemonium. That's wild. Um, but you know, that's what happened back in the day. Like you just churned out those albums back in the sixties. Yeah. Anyway, um, while BTS debuts at number one on the Billboard two hundred. The album's Boy With Love single, featuring Halsey, debuts straight in at number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, scoring BTS their highest charting hit ever. That song is really catchy, by the it way. It is. Uh, my, 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 my. Are you singing Poker Face now? No, I'm singing Joke. Boy With Love. Don't have the army come for you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming for your singing more than the BTS my, sh- my My singing isn't very good. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant either. <laughs> okay, well, it isn't. All right, staying with the Hot 100, um, as Lil Nas X's Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus stays at number one for a third week, Sam Smith and Normani's duet Dancing with a Stranger hits the top 10 for the first time, rising 12 to 7. It's the sixth top ten for Smith and the second for Normani. By the way, make sure to tune in to the 2019 Billboard Music Awards on May 1st to see Smith and Normani, Normami, Normani perform on stage. That's just the first of many BBMA references coming up from our radio announcer voice of Keith. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully I will not say Normami. <laughs> that's probably what her fans call her. Like when they say mom. Ooh, <laughs> like Normami. That's what I meant, mom. Yep. <laughs> Normami. Okay, lastly, over on the pop songs airplay chart, the Jonas Brothers earned their first number one as Sucker bumps two to one. The track, which earlier debuted at number one on the Hot 100, also rises 10 to nine on the adult pop songs airplay chart. So speaking of those Joe Bros. It's like we set it up this way. Right. Uh, fresh off that chart-topping success of their hit Sucker, the Jonas Brothers announced Monday that they will drop a brand new album called Happiness Begins on June 7th. Yes. The Bros' last full-length album was way back in 2009 with Lines, Vines, and Tryin' Times. That's the last like studio album. Yes, yeah. a full-length project. Right. The trio will perform at the 2019 Billboard, Billboard Music, Music Awards. Awards on May 1st and follow up with a musical guest spot on Saturday Night Live on May 11th. And it's also just over 10 years since their last SNL appearance. So Man. Jonas, Joe Bromania in full effect. Coming, coming back full circle. BTS, uh, Joe Bro. I mean, meanwhile, same, same kind of time period. Justin Bieber started around the same time that Joe Bros were uh, having their last Oh, they're la- I'm like, they didn't yeah. start at the same no, time. No, 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 no. I'm like, Bieber was an embryo. <laughs> but uh, after bringing out NSYNC and Nicki Minaj last week at Coachella and Diddy and Mace, 
Uh, headliner Ariana Grande surprised attendees on Sunday night of Weekend 2 at the festival with a performance by Justin Bieber. And she said on stage that it was a completely unplanned moment. And Bieber even referenced, like, he was just wearing his clothes and didn't even know he was going to be on stage. Allegedly. Okay. Of course, they're both managed by Scooter Braun. So it is believable that he would just roll in to see Ariana and then Ari could be like, hey, come on up. How totally unplanned do they mean? Like, oh, she knew like before the performance or he just waltzed down on the stage? It sounded like day of. So so people performed oh. Sorry. I mean, so it wasn't like a, you know, a duet performance or whatever. He performed his own song that he's performed many times before. And they had the track ready to play behind him. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so he just carries around like a... A USB of his own music. Of his own instrumentals. Sure. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Um, that qu- song, of course, is from his 2015 album, Purpose. And he announced on stage plans to drop a new album soon. Hmm. So he told the crowd, quote, I wore this fly outfit not knowing that I was going to be on stage. This is my first time on stage in like two years. So I had to get my swag back on. This all checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems completely verifiable. And the singer added, thank you so much. And by the way, album coming soon. So this is sort of a surprise given that just last month he posted on Instagram that he was taking a break <laughs> I was, from music. I was going to say, I'm like, wait, wasn't he like on some sort of sabbatical? And I also saw an, an our article pointed out that like before Purpose came out, he said he was retiring from music apparently. And then Purpose came out. Maybe he still has an album left in his contract that he has to like I squeeze know. out. And then Scooter pulls out. Scooter's like, like, you have to get on stage. The vault of like compromising photos. Yes. Yeah, so just a fever. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not happening. Pretty sure that's not happening. Uh, well, sorry. Anyway, speaking of I'm compromising like, photos, the let's army, talk about Madonna. Army and believers coming after me after this episode. So let's talk about Madonna now. Madonna. Um, she's no stranger to compromising photos. <laughs> but those are of her own volition. Those are. Of, she's offered those up to the world. Exactly. Um, we mentioned last week that she had this new song coming with Maluma. We knew nothing last week, and now we have heard the song. It's called Medellin. And the pair will bring the worldwide television debut performance of their duet to the 2019 Billboard Music Awards. (laughs) And let me remind you, May 1st. May 1st (laughs) on NBC. And the show will mark Madonna's first performance of new music on TV in more than four years. Man. Yeah, they're saying new music because yeah. she performed on the BBMAs in that Prince tribute. Mm-hmm. So new music. New music. New music. Keywords. Keywords. Um, so as we said, the pair will take the stage on May 1st at the show, which airs on NBC at 8 p.m. ETPT. <laughs> in case you've forgotten, it's coming on NBC. <laughs> oh, God. Also coming this week is a video for the song, which arrives on Wednesday. Um, Premiering on MTV. How old-fashioned. It's. I love Isn't all that of quaint? that. Katie it, used to work at MTV. I did. But I also, I also just like was a fan and viewer of MTV. So I love when they do like a big event music video premieres, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But yes, it is. I guess it is quaint and old school, but I like it. When was the last time something actually like premiered on MTV and not on the interwebs? I mean, I'm sure there are examples, especially with, you know, they had the resurgence of TRL come back out. I'm guessing they had some premieres on there. But when I was working there, I very much remember Lady Gaga premiering a video and doing it like, as a big event where everybody came into the studio like like it was TRL all over again, but it was TRL didn't exist anymore. And mm. it was just for a Gaga video premiere and they made it like this big deal. And I don't remember which song it was. That'd be helpful. I wonder if this means it's like some sort of synergistic hookup with like MTV and Viacom and like 
it's part of a grander thing. You, you always have to assume there's some machination behind it. Like, does this mean that she's going to do the VMAs? Mm, in August? Yeah. Well, Nothing she, is unplanned. Will she get the Video Vanguard Award Ooh, twice? Yeah, why not? She already, got, she already got it in the 80s. Just give it to her again. Yeah, but like, it's funny, like, she's done so much since then. It could be like True. a part two. Part two. We, we already recognized your work from like 84 to 87. Yes, exactly. Now we're going to recognize it from 88 onwards. That would be funny if they had started giving out like eras of Lifetime Achievement Awards. It's like, okay, we are, we gave you one of these like 20 years ago, but here's another. Um, so stay tuned to the Pop Shop for more on the video and of course all of Madonna's upcoming Madame X album, plus everything you need to know about next week's billboard music awards on may 1st <laughs> and and who knows uh, also by the time you hear this taylor swift will have dropped a new something that's right on the 26th definitely stay tuned for next week on that i was gonna bring it up again but all these like little teases that she's had <laughs> she's... there wasn't much new to say from what we talked about last week I think, so uh, i think after the after the show we recorded last week she posted a picture of a bike and I was like, 426, the new Taylor Schwinn bicycle. Yeah. Oh, God, her fans would not be okay with um, that. And then, oh, God, you should, did you see the, the Billboard.com headline over the weekend? Where, oh, I saw your tweet about it. <laughs> oh we had a headline that said something about Taylor Swift. Countdown t- clock tease. Yeah, new, new Taylor Swift countdown clock teases, or clock tease, it's, and then it was like colon whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, clock tease. Clock tease. But I'm like, I, ho- I hope this is something big. I mean, it can't, it, oh, I, somebody suggested in a meeting today, like, what if it's a perfume? It's like, get out of here. Oh my god, It can't be. Music. A perfume. I want new music. A perfume bundled with a new album. I'll settle for nothing but new music. <laughs> I'll settle for only new music. Oh. <gasps> What if, what if, what if she drops a new single and then shows up at the Billboard Awards? I mean, I that's the dream. I, I and like, we literally have no inside we literally information ha- on this. Zero, none. We're not even like I'm not. That is not even a tease with any sort of like confidence. It was we shouldn't just, have even said it. We shouldn't have even said it. It's just like it's just like well, I mean, if she's ramping up for like this big promo push out, I know the timing the time, of it. Well, she's also what isn't she performing at the Time One Hundred thing? Next yes, week? she is. Yeah, yeah. So, and then Stagecoach is this weekend, right? So what if she shows up at Stagecoach? Oh my God, stop. I, I don't know. It's just so many things to ponder. <laughs> and and, by, and like by the time we do the next show, all of it will be out. Yeah. Or well, the, so stay tuned. <laughs> it's a children's book she's written. Stickers. She's no, doing it's new, it's none a, of this is true. Although my son loves stickers. If it's stickers, I'll get them for him. Okay. Well, now it's time for our interview with I Love McConan. The rapper and singer scored a top 20 Billboard Hot 100 hit back in 2014 with Tuesday featuring Drake. And now McConan is back with the surprise hit alongside his late friend Little Peep, I've Been Waiting. The track, which features Fall Out Boy, was originally recorded by McConan and Peep before Peep passed away in 2017. Now, after his death, Fall Out Boy jumped on the cut and Red Hot super producer Louis Bell helped mix it and added some production of his own. And then the track took off like wildfire. Currently, the cut is sitting in the top 15 of the pop songs airplay chart and is enjoying a stay on the Hot 100. In our interview with McConan, we talk about the making of the track, how he and Peep actually set out with the intention of making basically a pop crossover record, and how McConan feels... Uh, you know, like the dream is really coming true of of what they intended to do with this project. Uh, plus, McConan talks about his four different album projects that are on the way, three of his own and one uh, with Peep. So take a listen to our chat with I Love McConan. I've been waiting. I've been waiting up because I can't get enough. 
Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I love McConan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am swell, but I'm not the one who has a hit single right now. So <laughs> I think you're doing a little bit better than we are. Um, I've been waiting. Your collaboration with Lil Peep, uh, which features Fallout Boy, has become uh, somewhat of a left field smash. It's a top 20 hit on our Pop Songs Airplay chart, which measures the most popular songs on top 40 radio. And it debuted on our all-format Billboard Hot 100 chart. Um, You've had success before with your single Tuesday, um, but this is a really unique situation. Um, Did the success of the song surprise you at all? Um, Yeah, it's definitely surprising. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. I just knew um, it was something I was very passionate about with with Lil Peep and Fall Out Boy. So, you know. We just kind of gave our best and hope people liked it, and it seems to be reacting very well. I'd say they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was the track um, mostly finished before Lil Pete passed away, or was it kind of in a different state, or can you talk about that? Yeah, it was mostly finished uh, when Lil Pete was alive, and then uh, after he passed, Fall Out Boy, um, you know, added their parts, and then we kind of, you know... Um, put put some things around to make it all fit and then you know that was that was kind of it but like we used all of Lil Peep's parts for that he recorded on the song so mm-hmm. um, there's no like different parts that were maybe he left out you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it was like he it was me and him original like that that's how we were kind of doing it and then um, after he passed Fall Out Boy came and added some more and then we kind of uh, got to just rearrange it. Like yeah. I said, we we were listening to a demo, or not a demo. I guess the maybe what is considered the original version on YouTube. But then again, I don't know how truthful <laughs> YouTube is. So yeah. But it it and it was just the two of you on the track. Yeah. And the lyrics are basically the same. It it seems like some of the lyrics changed. Like there's some that were maybe left out of the final version. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's still kind of the vibe of it is still very much there. It's still yeah. very much the, the version that we hear now, but it obviously sounds a little bit more polished. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I think what maybe you were maybe hinting at talking about Peep's parts is that, you know, sometimes we will hear about a song that is released after someone isn't here with us anymore about how the song was assembled by various other bits of lyrics from other songs yeah. that were maybe intended for that that actual piece of work. But yeah. for this, it was all intended to always be yeah, together. Definitely. Got it. But, you know, obviously it came out to be a very pop production as well, um, which seems like something that you were intending to have happen. Was that not that you want to put thoughts or words into Peep's mouth, but was the intention when you were speaking with him that it would have a pop sound? Yeah. Yeah. Our intention in making our whole album together was to sort of put us in what we call pop star land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we like that land. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. the pop shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that was really the intention behind all our music. We wanted to be, you know, have like almost like crossover to pop, yeah. you know, but still be like original from Lil Peep and McConan. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, almost like take our fans to the next state, which is like pop star. And so it was like, come on, and then you know, I don't know. Are Peep you because pop? Are you a yeah. fan of pop music? Yeah, definitely. Like, who are some of your favorites? Um, like Britney Spears. Course. Um, in sync. Um, We're talking full on like 2000s pop. Yeah, there. like all the 2000s. Everybody pop. who was yeah. from like on MTV and VH1, like those were channels I watched all the time and listened to like Kiss FM in California. So, like, I don't know. It just, um, 
I just really was a fan of all music, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then I could really appreciate all genres and all different types of art. Yeah, and so. I mean, genres, you know, so... So squishy now. Right, and yeah. so, you like, basically two rap stars and a rock band created this amazing pop song. Yeah. Because genre sort of doesn't mean anything when it gets down to it, Yeah, you know? Um, Louis Bell is a producer on the track, mm-hmm. um, along with you and, and three others. Uh, Louis obviously having like a crazy incredible run right now, including yeah. a, a couple weeks ago he had four of the top six songs on the Hot 100. Jonas Brothers Sucker, and there was a Halsey, Halsey track. Post Malone. He's also done like Young Blood for Five Sauce and like Post Malone, right? And yeah, and Camila, and I think uh, lots yeah. of people. A million yeah. things, but um, how did he get involved in this song originally? Um, we were all recording like at the same studio at one time when me and Lil Peep were uh, first in LA. Mm-hmm. And that's where we recorded that, like, original at. And uh, he was there in the studio seeing us do our, uh, you know, like, first come together, like, meeting each other and doing music. And then, um, like, after Pete passed and I brought, you know, we had the song back and I asked him and, like, could you, you know, like, take a look at this? And, you know, or he was actually offering to help. And so it was like, remember that time when we were here in the beginning and this is this is what we were working on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, at the time, we all didn't get to work together on mm-hmm. it. And so then, like, afterward, after Pete passed and we were getting down to, like, mixing and stuff, he was, you know, there to help start mixing it and piecing it together and added production. And, you know, it started, like, took its, took a new life in production then. You know? It's pretty sweet that he was in the room with you, like at the From beginning. The be- like though. he, like you, like he was, he was kind of always there in the periphery since he wasn't kind of in the same studio when you first started doing it. Yeah. And yeah. though he wasn't involved on the track at that point, it's a nice full circle moment that you were able to go back to him and be like, "Yo, remember when we were doing this thing? Yeah. Can you? And I'm assuming it was like, can you put some polish on it? Yeah. Like maybe can yeah, you sort of definitely. put your Louis Bell shine? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a certain, you know, there's a certain whoosh to the song when you hear it. Um, and I don't know what Louis did on the track. Um, there's, you know, because there's a lot of people involved. But yeah. it, it, like both versions, the version, the original, quote unquote, original version that we believe to be original on YouTube versus this version, they're both very, they're both, both? Both is what you're going Thank for. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> they're both very poppy, but you can tell that there's sort of a sheen on the new version. Yeah. Is that kind definitely. of what Louis kind of helped with? Yeah, definitely. To sort of put a little bit of gloss on it? Yeah. Lip gloss? Not really. And then, of course, Fall Out Boy got involved. Um, you know, Peep was a fan of Fall Out Boy. You're a fan of Fall Out Boy. Uh, what did they bring to this song? Um, definitely, um, like, I don't know, like, professional vocals i would say professional yeah because you know like me and little people very diy artists out of mm-hmm. the bedroom and then like you know fallout boy and patrick you know the lead singer they've always been like you know on radio and you know doing you know already been at a level of where we've been at so it's like you know they're really like um like they're almost like our big brothers in music mm-hmm. and then they're almost like supporting you know their younger sibling yeah. in music and like you know helping the you know that's bring a, it that's to nice. like yeah it's nice though. <laughs> bring it um, to a new level do you have you like built like were you friends with like pete and, and patrick and and the rest of the guys in the band or did you kind of meet them through this through this um we've had a relationship kind of before working because uh, in 2015 they reached out to me to get on their album you did a remix of yeah something. yeah that's yeah, right a remix on one of their albums so we've kind of always like been online 
mm-hmm. uh, relationship and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, after this, we got to meet up in person and start, you know, working more closely together with this track and stuff. Do you like text them? Are you like texting friends with them now? Are you like? Yeah, we definitely text. Um, it was like got an invite to the Super Bowl, but then I was like, no, because I want I think the Patriots to win, and I think they were <laughs> came down to that for like <laughs> perhaps awesome. something like that. But I was like, no, I just want to stay at home and like not. Uh, You'd be able be to st- be too stressed out to be like in the building. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it was all like, right, you know. all right. <laughs> Um, well, is the plan you were talking about, um, you know, collaborating with Peep, is, is the plan to drop a full collaborative album um, of those recordings uh, yeah. this year, I think? I believe, is that correct? Yeah. Um, and uh, do we know when that may be materializing or just um, sometime this year? We know how this works. Yeah. Like, release well, dates, we don't actually. Yeah, we don't have really a release <laughs> date, but I think we have like a season. So more of like the fall. Okay. You know, more than spring and summer. Right. Late summer, fall, more so. Is is the, uh, will you be doing, because because of what you, you kind of did with this particular song, the way you got Fall Out Boy on board and had Louis Bell kind of sprinkle fairy dust on it or whatever, mm-hmm. is are you going to be kind of doing that with the other tracks on the album? Or is this one kind of a little bit different from the rest or um have you really kind of thought that far yeah i don't know i mean when we were first making the songs as well it was sort of like in roughs mm-hmm. and so when we wanted to get to this level of being able to put it out we would have got with i guess you, you would know, have done it produ- anyways yeah. they were all in sort of rough demo yeah. versions so we would have got with like real producers and like engineers and sat down and like you know really cleaned it up and make it like you know release ready yeah so um i feel like i still have to do that with most tracks Mm -hmm. but there are some that i want to just leave as is and like let the fans really hear like you know what get the vibe like there's definitely going to be um i'd say like a there's a recording of us for like about 10 minutes where we're just in the studio laughing and i'm playing piano and we're both like singing coming up with stuff so i want to like release that in there as well to give it to let fans understand I guess how we were coming up with this music and what Mm -hmm. it was like because it's still very mysterious and it's like I can't really make a sort of a story without Lil Peep and explain you know his part as well so you know I don't know it's just like we're just trying to we're going to get them ready for release but I think hopefully maybe we can do a special edition where everybody can listen to the demos that mm-hmm. as they were as is yeah well and but, you mentioned that you both came from sort of like a DIY like bedroom sort of vibe and so yeah. that makes sense to let the like raw music out there yeah that's cool um yeah, you you posted a picture on Instagram recently of you and Rick Rubin uh, is Rick Rubin involved in this project in some capacity? Oh, no. Or did you just run into him on the street? No. Um, <laughs> we've been, uh, f- uh, f- I would say, friends for years now. I've met Rick a few times. And, sure, you uh, know, we all are. Yeah. I'm not, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. A few people but, will be like, oh, yeah, we've been friends for a while. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he definitely um, loves my music, respects my music, and I respect his uh, expertise and everything he's done he's like a, a musical wizard to mm-hmm. me yeah so um 
I've played him some of the stuff, but no, when I see him, it's usually just for like the I Love McConan project mm-hmm. and you know what I'm working on as a solo artist. What are you working on as a solo artist right now? <laughs> it, I, I feel like I read that there were like two or three of your own albums that you were working on, like multiple projects of your own. Yeah, I'm working on, yeah, three <laughs> projects of my own and trying to get them. You in know. addition to the Peep. Yeah, okay. in addition to the Peep and McConan thing. Because, uh, You're doing the prints on us. You're just like dropping those albums left yeah. and right. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to not been able but i haven't really dropped a project in full since about 2016 and so plans were kind of different and when me and when little people's alive we were kind of planning the album to come out for i guess um spring 2018 Mm. but then he ended up passing away and then you know like time and everything changes all that so you know but i'm just trying to get back on schedule and try to you know release more music as I love McConan because that's what fans know me for mm-hmm. as, you know, having a, a massive amount of music. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they know so. you as being prolific and they want, <laughs> they want more music all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. And, yeah. um, you know, when you, you started out, you were previously signed to, um, OVO sound and that was a deal through Warner brothers are now, now you're just with Warner brothers proper. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. So how is that going? Um, that's going fine. Yeah. You know, it's just been a lot of changes at Warner Brothers. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not that we want to get like the nitty gritty of No, like, we do label. want to get the nitty gritty. Oh, okay, sorry, Keith does. <laughs> as, as I Love McConan's team is directly behind us watching us ask these questions about his thoughts on his record label. <laughs> changes in terms of Warner Brothers move from Burbank to downtown. Those yeah. are the changes we made. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, also, there's been executive changes over the years. And yeah. obviously, you know, when an artist is signed with one team and now there's a new team, sometimes, you know, things yeah. change. Sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So that's what I've just been dealing with but I guess that's part of the music industry. And so you just have to deal with it and keep it moving. So that's what I've been doing. You're just focusing on the music. Yeah, I'm focusing on the music and getting it out. So they're trying to uh, put out more music for me solo-ly. So we're working on that as we speak to see what happens. What people can't see in this in this podcast <laughs> is that every time McConan says something about his record label, he's smiling. Yeah, so he's happy. <laughs> so he's super happy. He is beyond I, happy. I would imagine that a Hot 100 hit song and and a you know pop songs airplay a huge hit, hit on the radio won't hurt yeah. as far as getting that music out. It there. Helps that momentum. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's like, by the way, you see this, I have a hit on the radio right now. Yeah. Let's make things happen. But as you mentioned, the music industry is an interesting beast. It's crazy. Um, You actually, you had an interview with The Fader, and you specifically referred to it as being sort of cutthroat, to use (laughs) your word. Um, You know, how do you, how do you manage? Like, I mean, you're an artist. You, you, all you want to do is get this music out, but you need that support to be able to get that music out, right? Yeah. Definitely. You need, like, a proper team that understands the artists and, you know, you know, just like, you know, getting out what you're supposed to get out and not and filtering it. Because, yeah. you know, as an artist, it's like you're an artist. You don't really have a uh, not, I like guess, a business mindset. about Yeah. It. About things or you're not trying to be politically correct mm. or stuff at the time. And it's just like you should just focus on your creative part. And then when you creatively have your expression ready, you should release it mm-hmm. rather than like being so out trying to tell everybody about your creativity and what it should mean and then because you end up getting misunderstood and it's like ah if only my team could filter it and say these are things we need to show and that's what we shouldn't show and so like you know 
Yeah. You're, gonna, you're gonna pull a Beyonce on us one day, and you're just not gonna be doing any press whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky to be like, with like, you right I now. I like the way when you said that. You're like, you know, I have to like talk about the music. I'm like, you're doing an interview right now. <laughs> this is like the thing that you probably least want to do <laughs> is an interview about your music. No, um, I love talking about my music. That's good. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, the when when you said all that, and this is not on our sort of questions, but it, it made me think of, um, you know, how certain artists were just like, I would like the music to speak for itself. But at the same time, um, you know, there's all these other considerations, you know, about like marketing and promotion mm. and like, do we have too much music in the marketplace or what song do we take to radio or do we do a visual for this or blah, blah, yeah. There's like just so much stuff to worry about. And, you know, if you're involved with all those decisions, it can be like overwhelming sometimes, yep. um, especially when you have a vision in your mind of where you want your mm. music to go. Yeah. And they may not always sync up with where maybe a singular vision. Yeah. 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 Like everyone needs to kind of come together on one goal. Yeah. Um, but it seems like you're really, you know, in a great position right now. Definitely. Um, with this song. Um, yeah. I had, I had a question. Uh, yeah. You're, <laughs> it looked like Katie. you were going to wrap up and I'm like, wait, no, wait, no, go. <laughs> um, I'm wondering just because obviously Peep and you were close, you were friends. Um, it's like such a passion project to be able to put this joint album out still, but yeah. it also must be tough for you to revisit all these recordings of yeah. your friend who's who's not here any longer. You know, how do you kind of balance the challenge of, uh, you know, obviously the responsibility of wanting to get this music out there, but also kind of the burden of having to, to dig through all of this again? Yeah, um, it's very tough. Um, but like I've, I don't know, I've, I've, it's not really like my first time dealing with the death of someone close to a friend. So I've been able to like um, sort of, you know, this like go, I've went through these things before. So like I've tried to take the strong points of what I went through last time and be able to apply them to this one. And then also having like the music is also very fun and it brings good memories mm -hmm. to me as well. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, as I'm here now, I know if it feels good to almost like keep his memory going alive with the music that we created. And now it's on like, it's crazy at the level that it's at because it, um, it's like, this is what we sort of always dreamed of and would have wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like when we made the music, I was telling him all this stuff, like, you know, like we can be on pop radio and all this type of thing. And he was just smiling, laughing. Was and he like, yeah, right. <laughs> no, he was, he was just like believing it, but just like, you know, it's like, come on, like, like we're uh -huh, yeah, look at where we're at right now. But, um, you know, it's just definitely happened. It's like the dream is coming true of what, of what we intended to do with it. Even though a lot of people didn't see it at the time. <laughs> yeah. So. You saw it. Yeah. Definitely. And here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying boom. I was accentuating you. Would you like to wrap up now? Uh, thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate all your time thank and you. uh, looking forward to some more music. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to I Love McConan for taking the time to come by and talk about I've Been Waiting and all of his upcoming projects. Uh, we can't wait to hear how everything turns out. And now it's time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 1991, Amy Grant scored her second number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Baby Baby. The track from her album Heart in Motion 
climbed 2 to 1 on the chart dated April 27, 1991, and spent two weeks atop the list. Grant had previously reached number 1 in 1987 with her duet with Peter Cetera on The Next Time I Fall. I could never have told in you what the... her first one was. I would have just assumed that Baby Baby was the first. Well, I I, I think most people think of that track as a Peter Cetera track. Mm. Um, but she's def- she's credited. I'm going to have to listen to it. The next time I fall. But man, I was. Heart in Motion was my jam. It will be with you. Everyone check out Heart in Motion, the song okay, Galileo. So we're going we're gonna to insert just a moment of the next time I fall right here. Okay. Okay, so see, that's what I was trying to sing. I wasn't doing a very good job. <laughs> All right, so some background on Grant. Before Lauren Daigle crossed over from the Christian charts to the pop charts in the past year or so, there was Amy Grant, uh, the superstar of Christian music and inspirational music who notched multiple number ones on our Christian albums chart back in the 1980s, was embraced by the pop mainstream big time in 1991 with Baby Baby and the Heart in Motion album. Now, the set launched a total of Five top 20 hits on the Hot 100, with four of those going top 10. Aside from Baby Baby, there was also Every Heartbeat, That's What Love Is For, and Good For Me. Since the Heart in Motion era, Grant has visited the Hot 100 three more times, most recently in 1995. However, she's continued to rack up number ones on the Top Christian Albums chart, and she even revisited her Baby Baby single in 2016 in a collaboration with Tori Kelly. And the track hit number eight on our Hot Christian Songs chart. So, there you have it. This week in 1991, Amy Grant's Baby Baby boomed at number one on the Hot 100 chart. Baby boomed. Oh it. man, get it? Baby, well, boom. I loved Amy Grant. She was like right in my sweet spot when I was like what 11, 10 years old or whatever. Was obsessed with that album. You, you. Oh yeah. Okay. I was just like, you weren't eleven. I'm like, no, you were. Um, yeah, no. You the, said what year did you say? Ninety one. I was. Oh, I wasn't. You're right. I was nine. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but I definitely remember like listening to that album. I remember talking about that album a lot with my friends when you were little. You remember that? Yes. Wow. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, We would, like, talk about it in school and talk about our favorite song. There was a song called Galileo, which is my favorite song in the album. Which wasn't even a single. It wasn't even a single, but Every Heartbeat was my favorite single. Every heartbeat bears your name. Loud and clear they stake my claim. Yeah, we're probably going to need to listen to that. Drones to we're gonna, true blue. Every heartbeat belongs to you. We're going to need to listen to that now. Yeah. Oh, so that's the song we should go out on? Obviously. <laughs> okay, see you guys next time. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.